you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, preseason week three is in the books. Man, it was a big one in terms of news. We're taking you through the biggest fantasy concerns, including what to do with Robert Griffin III. And Fantasy Two Days continues with the NFC West. Our experts will tackle the toughest questions surrounding the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals for the 2014 season. We'll play a little game with our experts called Which Wide Receiver Am I? And even reveal how it will affect your upcoming fantasy draft. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Everybody and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Direct TV. I'm James Cole, alongside Akbar Bajabiamila, hey. who was trying to make me laugh during that opening. The composer, unbelievable. <laughs> right? Michael Fabiano joining us as well. Uh, joining us straight from New York City. How was the clubbing scene out there, pal? Uh, clubbing? <laughs> we know you hit the club. Like Ten o'clock. Come on, buddy. Are you kidding me? He, we he's know a, you. I'm he's the hall, He's the Hall of Famer. He doesn't do that. You know, the Hall of Famers in the NFL, they wear yellow jackets. That's right. Yeah. Got the mm. yellow tie. That's all they got gave the yellow that. tie going. That's all That's they all got, got you? That's all yeah. you got. Polka all right. dots. <laughs> all right, let's get to the biggest news from the NFL this weekend. And we start in Carolina where Ron Rivera had some bad news for Cam Newton owners. We took him for, uh, for a CAT scan and an MRI. Uh, the MRI showed that he has a uh, hairline fracture in one of his ribs. And so there is some concern as far as that's concerned. He won't play this week. Uh, he'll be treated. And, um, you know, that's probably the best update I can give you on, on it. All right, so Ron Rivera there downplaying the severity. Coach Rivera said he thinks Newton will be ready for week one. What is the level of concern here? Well, you've got to be concerned uh, because he's coming off of an ankle surgery. Yep. He's got a whole bunch of wide receivers he's never played with until training camp preseason. Now he's got this hairline fracture in his rib. Now, I remember Tony Romo played with some rib injury a couple of years ago. They shot Ooh. him up with Akbar's favorite Toradol, <laughs> and they had him in a, in a flak jacket. Well, so well, I would assume that's what's going to happen and, with And let Newton. me say this. I've sustained this type of injury before. This is the least of his concerns just hmm. because this heals very quickly, so it's not like he's going to spend a lot of time. You can't play through a fractured rib. Um, so if you're going to get a hairline fracture, that's where you want to get it. I will say his biggest concerns, though, is the fact that he doesn't have a lot of uh, supporting cast around him. That's in, his biggest in concern. In terms of fantasy, uh, I guess my major concern would be if he takes a shot in the middle of the game and you're starting him and he's got to sit out two, three quarters, you're done for that week. So for me, it, it, it really pl plays an impact on his fantasy value because you can't really trust him uh, on a week-to-week -week basis. I won't, I won't yeah, draft see, him until like the eighth round. Yeah, see, and that's at where, earliest. You know, and that's exactly where I, I would look for Cam Newton because he's dropping not because of that. They've got Kevlar, they've got Tordal shots. 
he'll be fine with the rib injury. You can't do anything. You can't give Kevlar or Toradol hmm. to help this uh, wide receiver production. <laughs> Very good point. All right, in St. Louis, Rams quarterback Sam Bradford tore his left ACL again on Saturday, and he's going to be out for the 2014 season. I mean, you got to feel bad for the guy. Sam Bradford tore the exact same knee just nine months ago. He battled back, and uh, he's done for the season. That's real life. We wish him a speedy recovery. But in fantasy terms, Bradford really wasn't being drafted in most leagues. But, guys, who do you see being impacted from a fantasy perspective uh, due to the injury? I, Zach Stacy. Yeah, right? I would say Zach Stacy. And if you have concern, well, oh, well, they're going to stack the box against mm-hmm. Zach Stacy because Sam Bradford, look, let's be honest, Sam Bradford wasn't lighting it up to the point where you had to stack the box up. And then look at what Zach Stacy did last year. His production last year came when Kellen Clemens was the quarterback. So he was still able to go out there around week five and come in there and still be very, very productive. Akbar, you're making it almost seem as if, though, uh, that his value, Zach Stacy's value won't be impacted. It won't be impacted, okay. so you can rest assured that, you know, Zach Stacy, if anything, I think this gives him the upper edge. Hmm. It doesn't give him a great boost, but I'm looking at Zach Stacy very hard now. I wonder if they lean on the run a little bit more and maybe Benny Cunningham gets involved. Benny Cunningham actually started the last preseason game over Zach Stacy. Uh, Stacy to me is still an RB2. I, I'm not going to move him up or down based on this news, but it will impact this offense in terms of the passing game. Kenny Britt, Tavon Austin, sleepers. Very good point. No more. All right, Broncos wide receiver Wes Welker suffered a concussion on Saturday night and uh, against the Houston Texans. Again, how concerned are you about Wes Welker? I'm really concerned. Uh, as someone who has suffered a grade three concussion, I still deal with the effects of that vertigo, that kind of thing. It's really tough to come back from that. And this is a football player. I'm just a fantasy analyst. Mm-hmm. So I have dropped him out of my top 20. He's in my top 30. I hope he is 100% and he plays 16 games this year. But I really have my concerns. Concussions are, are something you don't mess with. Yeah, and I've had a couple of them during my playing career. And it is serious. And, look, if you drafted Wes Walker, you, you know, you, uh, I'm sorry for you because it, it's tough. Because when you look at Wes Walker and look at his history, he had sustained one in week yep. 11, one in week 11. That's three concussions in a matter of, of a short period of 10 months. So now all of a sudden, what are they going to do? Throw him on with a bigger helmet? He was able to come back a week after one. I just don't really think that this is – Wes Walker might be going towards, uh, you know. It's like Austin Collie all over again. It's hard. It's hard. So I would stay away from him and downgrade Wes Walker. This is a serious condition. All right. Let's head it over to Molly Kerman, Adam Rank with more on Welker's fantasy impact. James, thank you so much. Yeah, Adam, we want to get your opinion on this as well. Now, you opened the season with him outside of Welker, outside of the top three. How concerned are you? I'm still concerned about everything that's going on. I had him at 36. And now if you track his average draft position, He went from the fourth round, and now it's trending down, and he seems to probably will continue to fall even further. And if I look, you know, if he's still hanging around later in drafts, I would still go with guys like Eric Decker, Calvin Benjamin, even Golden Tate would be guys I would take over Wes Welker. Emmanuel Sanders, two TDs, and uh, looked pretty good. It seems like they're really trying to get him involved in the offense. That's exactly what the Broncos wanted to do. They wanted to get Monty Ball, and they wanted to get Emmanuel Sanders involved in this offense. And you saw Peyton Manning just repeatedly – targeted him against the Texans because they've got to get that chemistry. He had a great relationship with Eric Decker, so they want Emmanuel Sanders to get up to speed as quickly as possible. But here's here's the thing, though. Sanders' best production came while Wes Welker was in the game. So if Mm -hmm. Wes Welker is on the field this season, that'll actually help Manny Sanders because teams have to look at all these guys. They have DT, Julius Thomas, Welker. So there'll be a lot of people, and that'll allow Sanders to be more effective. Before we move on, where are you taking Sanders? 
I'm looking around the ninth round. Again, if it's one of those situations where I have to choose between him and Welker, I would go with Sanders. Obviously, week three of the preseason, it's the closest we get to the real thing. So let's go to a few other guys that you're also concerned about. Mm -hmm. And uh, we move on here to Matt Prater. Mm -hmm. Now, he was he was um, suspended for four games, violating the league's substance abuse policy. That, according to NFL Media insider Ian Rappaport, Prater's lawyer told Rappaport the violation was alcohol-related. If you have Prater, you've already drafted right. him, what do you do? You can release him. I mean, kickers are kind of a dime a dozen. But Jay Feely was released in Arizona, mm -hmm. which means that could be somebody who could come in and take over that spot. And there, Jay Feely, he was effective last year for the Birds. He could do very well for the Broncos. Good point. And moving on here, let's switch over to the St. Louis Rams. Saturday, we saw that Zach Stacy actually came off the bench. How concerned are you with that? Not at all. Matt Asiata started for the Vikings, and I'm not going to put him above Adrian Peterson. So I'm not going to panic about Zach Stacy. They just wanted to give Benny Cunningham the opportunity to run with the ones. And I buy that. Like, let's see what he's got. And if you look at Brian Schottenheimer's history, his best season with the Jets was when he had LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Green. And he, can, he ran kind of a committee approach. I look for Zach Stacy to be in that LT role. He'll get the majority of the carries, have a pretty good season. But Benny Cunningham will sneak in and get some uh, get some opportunities too because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to run the ball. Good old Benny. Let's move on to RG3. You talk about panic. He hasn't impressed, and it doesn't look like he's back to that 2012 form which we were all hoping for. Is this signs to come? Yeah, I'm really concerned about RG3, and really he had six great games with the Redskins during his rookie season. He had six rushing touchdowns in his first six games. He's had one since. So now he's starting to get pushed by Kirk Cousins. And there's, there's a, a People situation are calling there. for Cousins. I don't like it. You know, and so I would look at guys like Nick Foles, Phillip mm -hmm. Rivers, maybe Tony Romo, Jay Cutler. Plenty of more opportunity to go for a quarterback. Instead, stay away from RG3. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Kirk Cousins as well. All right, let's send it back to the guys for a breakdown of Sunday's games. Gentlemen. All right, thanks, Molly. Let's start first with the uh, game San Diego versus San Francisco. Not the most exciting game in the yeah, world, no, but yeah. some of the takeaways, uh, and we'll start with Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't looked good. I, there hadn't been a lot of Niners who have looked really good. Now, I'm not dropping Colin Kaepernick out of my top ten among <laughs> quarterbacks, but – I do wish that I've seen some. Uh, I do wish that I had seen some better performances, not only from Cap, but from the wide receivers and that offensive the line. offensive line. That offensive you're you're line. reading my mind there. Yeah, that, that left side of the offensive line made it very difficult for Colin Kaepernick to really get into what Jim Harbaugh wants to do, and that's to work on the fundamentals during preseason. And most of the coaches will take that approach: work on the fundamentals. We'll get to you know the matchups and using the playbook to create an advantage. I think what we see out of Colin Kaepernick right now is just a slow start because they're working on fundamentals. It's an interesting approach in the backfield for San Diego. I think a lot of folks, common sense would tell you it's going to be a three-headed attack, Danny Woodhead, Ryan Matthews, and Donald Brown. Uh, did Ryan Matthews, though, impress in that preseason game? He I, did. I, I don't see Donald Brown making a huge impact there. Yeah, I don't. I don't I see really that. I really don't. It's it's the Ryan Matthews show. He's mm. coming off the best career. I mean, best career rushing uh, performance uh, in his life. So when you look at over a thousand yards, tw over twelve hundred yards, sure. seven touchdowns, total touchdowns. Ryan Matthews is going to, you know, be the staple of this run game. You know, they'll bring in some guys, some complimentary backs to help him out, to give him a breather. But it's all Ryan Matthews. You can assure that he's still going to be a running back I'm targeting mm. like in the fourth Playing round. I like Ryan Matthews. Too. Yeah, and he's, look, I mean, he's looking strong. Look at this explosive run here. Ryan Matthews is running with a lot of confidence right now. And that's all you need out of, your, uh, out of your running back is confidence. All right, let's talk about an actual highlight here. Can we talk about Cincinnati taking on Arizona? Pretty good game highlights as well from last night. All right, Andy Dalton. 
the current Cincinnati quarterback, the former Cincinnati quarterback, Redhead. Carson. He was a fantasy Redhead. star in Cincinnati. Yeah, right. Not so much anymore. Where's TJ Hushmanzada? Hoosh! That's not him. Yeah, he's taking it to the That house. would be Terrence Newman. He plays for the Bengals. T-U. Cowboys could use him. It's a 54-yard return for touchdown. The Bengals they go up seven to nothing. Next, Cardinals possess. This is what they wanted Larry to Fitz. do. I told you. Larry oh. Fitz is back. Get off me, son. Nice stiff arm yards after catch. A 43-yard complete, uh, completion. Fitzgerald finished the game with three catches and 71 yards. Sorry, Andy Dalton. Here's the Bengals looking for A.J. Green. Cannot find him. I mean, Jay Green. Even though Green didn't score, he did have 53 yards on the night. Andre Ellington, the fantasy community, super high on this Love guy. It. And this Look is why. Look at the joystick. Teach one. Look at that. Nice. A 24-yard pickup in the Bengals. Go on to win 19-13. to All right. If you guys want to play a game, let's play the Who Am I game, shall we? Okay. I'm going to name some situations here, and you can tell me who it is. Okay. I'm a wide receiver that led the NFL in drop passes with 12. Who am I? Ooh, uh, 12 drop passes. That's a lot. Yeah. Brandon Seems Marshall? Like Brandon Marshall. Ding, ding, ding. Whoa! <laughs> Where's the bell? <laughs> Where is <that>? Confetti. <laughs> I know, seriously. All right, coming up, Fabs and Akbar are going to play the entire Who Am I game. We're talking wide receivers with irregular stats that might change your mind on their pre-draft rankings. And is there a changing of the guard in Arizona? Gasp! Should you actually draft Michael Floyd over Larry Fitzgerald? We're diving into all things Cardinals next in Fantasy Two-A-Days. Stick around. Hello there. Welcome back to Fantasy Live. We are diving into the NFC West, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. Tough, tough division. The Cardinals finished 10-6 last year. But let's take a look at 2014 and start with Larry Fitzgerald. Akbar, what are you expecting from him this season? Well, this is the third preseason game. Confirmed what I already knew about Larry Fitzgerald's that he is still he still has everything he needs to be very productive. I think we saw that in this game with his big catch. Larry Fitzgerald is a product of being in the second year now with Carson Palmer under Bruce Arians, and we're going to see that everything around Larry Fitzgerald's gotten better. So we're going to see coverages stay honest against Larry Fitzgerald. He's a guy that I still have right outside of my my top ten wide receivers, but I still will pick him in the third round. He's a third round guy for me for sure. Average draft position right now is showing fifth round. To me, he's more of a fifth round pick. I don't see him as elite anymore as he was during his time with Kurt Warner. Carson Palmer still makes a lot of mistakes. He's got Michael Floyd on the other side of the ball. So I'm going fifth round as a number two wide receiver. Now, how about the other wide receiver there in town, Michael Floyd? He seems to just be getting better and better. Yeah, he had one of the quietest 1,000-yard seasons last year, and it's going to be even better this season. Michael Floyd is ready for the breakout. The coaches have already anticipated him taking that step, being that kind of guy who is a game-breaker, and I see the average draft position there, the ninth round, way too low for him. And James Coe made an interesting point in a meeting on Friday. It's kind of like the situation between Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. At one point, Reggie Wayne just became the guy, and now it looks like Michael Floyd is poised to be that guy in Arizona, and I see it. He's not lasting the ninth round, not as long as I'm drafting. He's somebody I'm going to definitely target probably a little bit earlier, like sixth round maybe. Sixth or seventh round. Let's compare the two and show you guys this board here so we can look at the two of them by the numbers. Um, and when you take a look at both Michael Floyd and Larry Fitzgerald, Fitz still has the edge in most categories except for yards. But as you're saying, Adam, quietly creeping up 
on him. So are we all uh, in agreement here that Larry Fitz ahead of, ahead of Abs- Michael Floyd? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you know, are you, you talked about picking Larry Fitzgerald. I, I would take. Yeah, I would take uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I'm higher. I'm higher on Larry Fitzgerald just because when you look at offensively. Carson Palmer, you may not like him, but remember this. He threw last season for over 60% of it. He completed over 60% of his balls. He threw for over 4,000 yards, had over 20 touchdowns. That's still very decent to get Larry Fitzgerald active. And then with Michael Floyd getting better in this offense, under second year under Bruce Arians, you have to stay honest. He's going he, to get better. He also had, well, I think, 22 picks, too. That's, but that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't stat- get the receivers, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sure it does. When you're throwing the ball to those guys and the defense picks it off, the receivers are not catching it. Well, that means they're, playing, they're, they're playing in closer games. They got, they're in a lot more shootouts, which is good in the long run, as long as the Cardinals have to keep throwing Absolutely. the ball. And that defense, uh, the defenses in that division, too, are, are tough. Okay, so we're saying Larry Fitz around between third and fifth round and Michael Floyd between sixth and seventh. Andre Ellington, he killed it last year, you guys. Breakout as a rookie year. He had a 1,000 scrimmage yards, 39 catches, and limited action fabs. What's his ceiling? I think 1,500 scrimmage yards this year, somewhere around 50 catches. He could be very good. He is the featured guy. I know he's small, 5'9". 199 pounds, and I'm not he's anyone still the average to call man. someone small, but... He is the featured back there. There's no competition in that backfield. And right now, Jonathan Dwyer, the veteran, is second on the depth chart. Bruce Arians is going to utilize this kid. He's going to see 18 to 22 touches per game. Ellington, to me, is a guy who you can draft as an RB2. He's got a little more value in PPR leagues. He won't stay on that board past the fourth or fifth round. I agree with all that. And it's also, if you watch the preseason games, he was out there for pretty much the entire first half of that preseason game, which shows the Cardinals have a lot of faith in him. Cardinals defense, very, Ooh. very underrated defense. Are they in the top five, Akbar, this year? Absolutely, without a doubt. When you look at this defense, that secondary is what really gets me all goo-goo because when I look at Tyron <laughs> Matthew, I look at Antonio Cromartie, Patrick Peterson, then you look at that defense. John Abraham, everybody thought he was washed up, and you saw him right there getting the sack. He's still able to get to the quarterback, so when you get that type of pressure – now, you may be concerned because Darnell Dockett right. is That's out. That's the one concern. Well, check out Frosty Rucker in that preseason game. I mean, two sacks. He was able to still have his two-gap in that 3-4 defense. When you look at this defense, they're going to be able to apply pressure, get to the quarterback, and you're not going to be able to throw to him. They're going to be able to get interceptions and get sacked with John Abraham. I like this defense to be a top-five defense. Defense is your specialty. Yes. What round do you take defenses? Well, you know what? I, I take them late. I, I take them if there's After a high kickers? defense like the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to take them probably around 11 or 12. But that's right about there. All right. So, Fantasy Two-A-Days, obviously, we're doing that all month here, breaking down each team. And we have Seahawks and Rams. That's coming up tomorrow. Pats and Bills at going AFC. So, on Wednesday, Jets and Dolphins. We're rounding that out Thursday. Then Colts and Jags. And we wrap things up with Texans and Titans on Friday. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, our Adam Rang sat down with Bears running back Matt Forte to talk a little fantasy. Find out how Matt Forte predicts the 2014 season to turn out. And later, we're going to little game with our experts and see how much they know about some of the biggest wide receivers in the game. You won't want to miss it. Chicago Bears running back Matt Forte heads into 2014 after having his greatest fantasy football season ever in 2013. But can Forte have a repeat performance? Like or dislike? Adam Rank sitting down with the explosive running back. I'm going with like. Hey everybody, Adam Rank here for NFL Fantasy Live. And as you can see, we broke the bank this season. They sent me to Tahiti. 
No, actually, it's Schaumburg, Illinois. I'm here for Lenovo's Tough Season 2. We had a chance to sit down with Matt Forte to talk about the upcoming Bears season. Go line right, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Matt Forte, and it looks good doing it. Uh, year two, Mark Trestman's offense. How good are you guys going to be? I think the sky's the limit. I've said that before, but, uh, you know, it's a cliche saying, but it really is. We have the entire starting offense back, which is very rare with everybody, all the pieces back. I think we can really take off where we left off last year. There goes Forte! Outruns everybody! Career highs in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. Are we going to see those type of numbers again this year? I think so. I think I can do uh, even better. Last year at the beginning, we were just really trying to figure out what to do, and coaches and our coordinators make great adjustments uh, off of what they see. Just knowing the talent in our offense and knowing what I could do in Coach Tressman's offense, it was just decent to me. The worst thing you can do after you had a great season is say, oh, I'm, I've mastered it. I know the, the answers to the <laughs> test, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to work out. You have to actually come back harder. Jay Cutler, of course, in the second year with Mark Tressman. What can we expect out of him? He's really taking on that leadership role and, and wants to embrace it. You can tell that he wants to be a great leader. When you have your quarterback who embraces it, like it makes everybody around him better and wants to be a tight-knit group. Arguably the top receiving duo in the NFL. What are we going to see out of them this year? Can't think of a, a, a duo who are better than those guys. Everybody always asks, you know, who's the best? Is it Brandon or Alshon? Right now, Brandon is... is, is up there because he's done it such, you know, year after year. Diving catch, got it! Touchdown! What a play! Alshon, I can can see it in his eyes that he wants to be great and wants to continue to do it year in and year out. Looking forward to see him uh, take that that extra step this year. We're working with Lenovo. Tell us a little bit what we're doing out here. Uh, We're in the second season of um, Tough Season. So we're in Tough Season 2 of of Lenovo's mockumentary. Okay. It's a a web series on Lenovo.com slash NFL. And uh, it's just a, a great comedy series of uh, about fantasy football and how serious people really take fantasy football. Which I know. <laughs> I'm quite aware of it. I, I hear it on Twitter. I'm sure you do. And then you got a wigwag on the jazz. Wigwag on the jazz. On the jazz. On the jazz. I'm sorry, was that Randy Macho Man yeah, Savage? Yeah, he, he, he had a Macho Man vibe going right that there. That was sweet. By I, the way. I asked to wear that suit, and they said no. They said no. By the way, where did you get that tie? My goodness, that thing was rocking. That was available on the tie bar. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and it was it was specifically made for the Bears, because the, like the guy who makes them is a huge Bears fan, and Matt Forte wanted it. And because we have the same birthday, I think I'm going to get him one. All right, listen, you've got your NFL AM draft tomorrow, yes? You've yes. got the first pick, yes? I do, yes. Are you taking Matt Forte? Of course. Do you think I'm a liar? <laughs> I said I am going to take Matt Forte when given the chance. And like he said, you know, yes. they're just getting better. They're just starting to really absorb the offense. And to think about that, if he's better than what he did last year, yeah. career highs all across the board, including 74 receptions, that offense is very explosive. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. He was a top three guy last year anyways. It's not out of the ordinary to take him. He's a, he's a great running back. You can't go wrong with him. Why wouldn't you do it? I like it. I, I don't know if I like the tie better, though. The tie's pretty it's hard pretty to sweet. beat. All right, let's, we're going to throw it over to Molly Caramel. Time now to dominate your draft presented by DirecTV. Fabs, Akbar, gentlemen, we all know who the big-name wide receivers are, correct? Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. But when it comes to drafting them, we have some um, intriguing stats for you. Like Thanks what? to our researchers, <laughs> Kareen and Sudzi. They put in the horse. They were up Kareen. all night, and this might just change your pre-draft ranking. So we're going to play a little game, okay. all right? We're going to play Who Am I? I give you the stat, and you tell me what receiver I am. 
Right. Okay. Sure love playing pretend. All right, this first one here. I have a receiving touchdown in eight of my last 15 home games, but none in 10 of my last 11 on the road. Who uh, am I? Uh, uh, Julio? No. Battle, I'm, you know, I'm going to go, go Vincent Jackson here. You are Vincent Jackson. I am. Yeah, you're Vincent Jackson. You know, th- that's an intriguing stat. Mm-hmm. But when you look at that, so many things goes into that stat line. You got to think about situations, time of possession, penalties. When you look at the fact that this was the 32nd ranked offense, of course that it could affect uh, Vincent Jackson's, you know, bottom line. But when you think about this, you're going to be encouraged now that Jeff Tefford is the new offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're, they're going to stretch it out vertically. They got Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson. This is going to be a very productive year. So I don't know that these that this stat line from last year carries over for Vincent Jackson. And we showed him score two touchdowns there. On the <laughs> if, you know, if you draft him, what do you do? You know, he, he's a guy that I'm going to target in the third round. Mm-hmm. He's my 11th uh, receiver on my ranking right now. So Vincent Jackson's a guy that I'm still going to stick with. No doubt about that. Maybe if you're deep at wide receiver and he's got a tough road game, you put him on your bench. But nine times out of ten, you're starting Vincent Jackson regardless. Play the man. Okay, we're moving on. Acting skills again. (laughs) I ended the last season with zero TDs in my last ten games. Terrible. And one in my last 13. I know. I I know this one. I'm from a very good team. You you had him. I know. Well, now I definitely know it because of what you said. It's Victor Cruz. Yes. Uh, There's no question about that. Victor Cruz was basically not startable Mm -hmm. in standard leagues for a portion of last year because he wasn't finding the end zone. Eli Manning was awful. The offense was terrible. So hopefully he can bounce back this year. And Victor Cruz should bounce back because McAdoo likes to use those slot receivers. And as much as Eli Mm -hmm. struggled in the preseason, I'm thinking there's nowhere to go but up. Well, and you talk about the slot receiver with Ben McAdoo. This is going to be an up-tempo West Coast offense. So what mm-hmm. does that mean? That means that that wide receiver, they're going to be all timed up. Everything is based on timing routes. So that's going to be very hard for that defensive back. Can I get a wide camera here? Where's my wide camera? So when that defensive back tries to get in there and he's break on that ball, boom, pro. he's got the ball already and he's gone. So there's no oh. way that you're going to take Victor Cruz and, and, and downplay him. I think he's going to have way more touchdowns this year because of that offense. Just dust your shoulder off. That, okay, that I'll, was I'll very professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on here. I have six TDs and only three 100-yard performances in 17 career home games. Mm. In my last 14 road games, I have 14 TDs and 98.1 yards per game. So I call this man a road dog. A you know what? Dog. I I remember this because our man Bill Sedell found this last oh, year. Oh, because you study okay. this stuff year-round, <laughs> 365 well, years. You probably but, have this but all I get, memorized. I get help from Korean and uh, who Bill. Who is this? Who is Julio this? Julio Jones. I remember because... Okay. We always said, oh, on the road, he's fantastic. But at home, it was Roddy White. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he is one of the six best wide receivers in fantasy football. If he's playing at home, I'm starting him. If he's playing on the road, I'm starting him. If he's playing on the move, I'm starting him. If he's playing anywhere, he's – and look, what did he say? I mean, we've already come out and hear him prophesy that both he and Roddy White are going to both have 1,500 yards. That's, that's a big commitment for, for this offense. But Julio Jones definitely – you know, you hang around a veteran like Roddy White, you start to make those types of uh, the prophecies because you start to believe in yourself. He's ready. He's arrived. He understands the game. What we saw out of Julio Jan- Jones for the last couple of years here, three years, was all based off his athleticism. He's a complete football player. You know how hyped he's going to be just to be healthy. For, uh, that's that's what he's got to do. Coming into the season, right? Yeah. All right, moving on here. This one's going to be tough. We're going to stump you here. Over okay. the last six weeks of the 2013 season, okay. I led the NFL with 53 receptions and was 
third with 92.7 yards per game. Don't, because you already have the face like you know. This is awkward. You know, this is this this one actually I know because I, I was you a little don't. I know I, I was a little upset that I we didn't draft him. Stats. This was this is going to be I'm going to say this is not not. Julian Edelman. Not for this nothing. Is, no, yeah. this is Julian Edelman. Him last year. No, yeah. this is, you all cheated. No, 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 no. This wasn't a cheat move because I remember I was like, man, uh, yeah, right. whoever has Julian Edelman is balling right now. And you mm -hmm. think about the fact that Kimbrell Tompkins wasn't really available because he was young and dropping ball. Aaron Dobson was dropping a lot of balls. Julian Edelman had to be the guy who was the recipient of a lot of Tom Brady's balls. Okay, moving on. I had a receiving TD in each of my last five games. I've had at least one TD in 11 of my last 13 December games. And I know this one because I've written columns about this and because he plays for America's team, and that's Des Bryant. When you get into December, Des Bryant gives you all kinds of Christmas gifts. They're wrapped up like touchdowns. That's wow. all he does is score America's touchdowns. Is just TV, bad like TV, the economy? TV. Is that why we're still uh, going I don't want to talk team. about the Cowboys in reality. This is a fantasy show, and from a fantasy perspective, the Cowboys might have the best team in the National Football League. At least I hope so, because the what? defense is going to be bad, meaning the offense is going to score a ton of points, and defenses are going to be able to have, uh, have a really difficult time trying to stop Tony Romo and my boy Des Bryant this Ooh. season. All right, so we are high on Desi Des. We are. Yes. Last Especially one here, late. gentlemen. Okay. I have no touchdowns in 16 of my last 18 games. My 181 oh. targets were second wow. in the NFL. No boy. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Without even getting into it, this trend is going to continue for this individual. It's Andre Johnson. Mm -hmm. I had Andre Johnson, so you can see I'm a little bitter, and I'm mm -hmm. still bitter about this situation because, look, this whole quarterback situation was a complete disaster. If – Ryan Fitzpatrick is still going to be throwing Andre Johnson the ball. We're going to see this trend continue. They need to get my boy Case Keenum out with Andre Johnson. That's why he lobbied for him. That's why he wanted to leave the team. You need Case Keenum, who's going to be a gunslinger, and get Andre Johnson his yeah. fantasy points. When you talk about a wide receiver who doesn't score touchdowns, you're either talking about Andre Johnson or Akeem Nix. It was yeah. one of those two guys. <laughs> no question, and I never want to get on your bad side. All right, let's quickly recap what these stats mean for you, and we start with Vincent Jackson. So basically what we're saying is Vincent Jackson bat on the road. Victor yes. Cruz, poor at the end of the season. That's right. Julio Jones, great on the road, and we're taking him. Julian Edelman, high receptions late in the season. And then Des Bryant, a stud in December. We're not so sure about his quarterback. And then Andre Johnson, second most targets, but virtually no 2Ds there. All right, that was Dominate Your Draft, presented by DirecTV. When we come back, we're off to the city by the Bay. Bay Area. We evaluate the San Francisco 49ers fantasy football value. That is next on NFL Fantasy Live. Stay here. Hello, everybody. NFL Fantasy Live is strapping on our Birkenstocks, rocking our favorite tie-dyed shirts because we're heading to the Yay area to evaluate the 49ers fantasy outlook in 2014. And did you miss or are you passing on the big-name quarterbacks in your draft? Well, coming up, we're going to lay out some of the best late-round quarterback value picks and tell you why they might be a game-changer. And we're nearing the end of the preseason, so what does that mean? Well, we're handing out our preseason winners and losers. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, everybody. Make sure you're staying on top of the latest NFL fantasy football news by following us on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. All right, we know you can't judge a player's value based solely off of their preseason performance, but after watching the Niners slosh through the preseason, man, there's a lot of question marks regarding uh, a lot of their players, and we'll start at quarterback. Um, if you came in loving Colin Kaepernick 
After you've seen him play, are you still in love with him? Well, let me let me tell you what my coach used to tell me. Ken Delgado in college, he used to say, stay calm, okay? It's just the preseason. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're seeing with Colin Kaepernick. What we're starting to see is that he's just working on the fundamentals. Jim Harbaugh has him work on that. They're not relying on a lot of trick plays or a lot of plays to get them in certain situations. But what I am seeing out of Colin Kaepernick, we see right there the right side or the left side of that offensive line does need work. But what I've seen is him staying in the pocket, being able to hit in tighter throws. So he's working on not just using his legs. He only has 13 yards mm-hmm. throughout the preseason. Rushing. Two carries. So he, two carries. So he's not even getting into that. So when you're working on fundamentals, that tells me that during the season you're going to be more productive. I say stay calm on Colin Kaepernick. Adam Ray, talk to me about Michael Crabtree. Did you like what you've seen so far? Well, I've liked what I've seen over his career. And yes. I'm not necessarily going to be too worried about what's happening here in the preseason because Michael Crabtree is a touchdown machine when he plays. He does very well. Now, this is going to be the first September where him and Colin Kaepernick are going to be playing together, and I expect great things from both of these guys. One of the biggest reasons is that defense dinged up, especially in the secondary, which means this 49ers team is actually going to be in a position of being a lot of shootouts, something they have not done over the last couple of seasons. So I look for him to be very good. Michael Fabiano, talk to me about Frank Gore. Where should you take this once first-round draft pick. It's funny because every year we wait for Gore to fall off the cliff, (laughs) and every year he jumps right over it. Is this the year he's entering his age 31 season? I'm not going to doubt him. I still think you can get 1,000 yards, somewhere between uh, six and eight touchdowns from him. I don't know that Carlos Hyde is going to put a huge debt into his carries. I see him as more of a high-end flex starter, though. I'm not going to draft him as an RB2. I'm going to stay with you, Fab. Talk to me about Vernon Davis. Do you see him replicating that top-five finish that he had last year? No. I really think Vernon Davis is going to have a down season. If you remember, over the last couple of years, he's put up some good numbers, but he's been really inconsistent. Now you've got Crabtree back. you got Stevie Johnson. you got Anquan Bolden. Vernon Davis is going to give you massive headaches all season long, but because of the nature of the tight end position, that's what they do. They're very inconsistent. He's still a number one tight end in fantasy, but he will give you a few headaches. All right, guys, let's, let's do a little over-under. I'm going to give you guys a stat. Tell me if you think that 49ers player is going to be over or under by the end of the 2014 Ooh, fantasy. Like this this is a great game. Okay. I love this game. All right, we're going to start with Colin Kaepernick. Does he finish as a top five quarterback? Yes or no? No, absolutely not. Top ten, I would say yes. Top five. That's too rich for my Akbar? blood. Absolutely, he finishes that as, as a top five Why? in rushing yards because he's going to have he's got a lot of weapons around him. They bring in Stevie Johnson, Vernon Davis, still the fastest guy on the team. Then you have Michael Crabtree, so a lot has gotten better around them. And then they got two solid running backs now with Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde. He's going to get better. I get the feeling at the end of the season we're going to look back and be like, remember when they were terrible in the preseason? <laughs> like, Who cares? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Do you like Colin Kaepernick as a I top do. five? I do. I do. I like him at number six. At number six. So, yeah. So just outside. Just You'll outside. take the other. Right. Just outside. I, I like that. I got you, even though I need you hit him in the top nah, five, I like I would, that, though. No, no, six. All I got to right. be strict yet fair. How about Frank Gore? 1,200 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns. It's a big touchdown number. I'm assuming everyone's going to take the under on this. Is, am I wrong here? No, but, you're not wrong. Yeah. But uh, 1,200 yards, that, that seems to be the key number here. Over or under? Under, but he will rush for over 1,000 yards. It's okay. going to be close. But the 10 touchdowns is too much. That's, that's a big number. I'm not really going to answer your question. 
I'm oh, gonna keep it right what? at even. I'm gonna You're he's staying. gonna be right You're there. I'm, I'm gonna stay. You're pushing. I, I, yeah, I'm pushing. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to get too worked up about the preseason, but I liked what I saw at a Lowe's Hyde. This guy was amazing in Ohio State, and I look for him to come out and have a huge year and eat into that production. I, so love, the, I love the way you nickname everyone. Lowe's Hyde. <laughs> How about Michael Crabtree? I like this one. One thousand yards, eight touchdowns, over or under. I think this is a push. This is really good. I think he could go over a thousand yards, okay. but eight touchdowns is probably Right about his ceiling. Okay. How about for you? I'm going to go over for Michael Crabtree. I think that this is going to be the year that he's going to stay healthy. Over on both yards and touchdowns? Yeah, I'm going to go over, yes. Wow. You like more than eight touchdowns. Tell me why. More than eight touchdowns just because, look, Colin Kaepernick has a live arm. They've been working on the fundamentals during the preseason. They haven't gotten too dicey with their play calling. That tells me that that there's something that's going to happen during this season. Mm. Plus, he's had nine touchdowns in the last 14 games that he's played. So, if he does it over their full 16-game season – I'm looking at double digits from him. And, and there are more wide receivers to stop now for the San Francisco 49ers, just not Crabtree. So, Adam Rank, let me get you on record. You like right. the over for Michael Crabtree yes. on both numbers. Am I right? Over, over. Yes. Over, over <laughs> on 1,008. All right, let's talk about Vernon Davis. 800 yards, seven touchdowns. Michael Fabiano, this is another very close Ooh, number here. It is close. It's a good over-under. It's a, it's a good push, I think, for <laughs> yardage. <laughs> if I have to go over yes. or under, I'm going to go under on the yardage. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to push on the touchdowns. You know, I'm going to go over again because when on you both. have more, when you have more wide receivers that okay. can stretch the field, what does that do? That's going to leave Vernon Davis on a linebacker and safety. He wins that one. He's the fastest guy on the team. There's That's not a true. safety or linebacker that can run you with know, Vernon Davis. The, the crazy part about it is that. I think Vernon Davis stretches the field for the 49ers. As you right. mentioned, he's so fast, but man, he runs that seam route, and you gotta you gotta cover him over Bye-bye. the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam Rank over under. What are we, what are the numbers again? 800. Uh, 800 I've, and I've projected, seven, I believe. Okay, I projected him for 863 yards. <laughs> okay, 63 over yards. yards and eight and eight touchdowns. So you like? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, nine. Nine touchdowns. Just change our projection. They just they're coming in from the home office in Corona, California. <laughs> the projections are rolling in. We got a computer going on. It's in the back of the Miguel. 864. Junior. It's We're rising. Of the Miguel's Jr. in Sixth Street. It's just like this computer just keep running. No, no, no. Vernon Davis now nine touchdowns. And again, and th- climbing. This is what happens when you try to climb into the mind of Adam Wright. All right, coming up, <laughs> fantasy football drafts are taking place across the globe, and we're finding tons of value. Quarterbacks being left in the late rounds. We're going to tell you who you should draft, and we're picking winners and losers of the preseason. Too soon? No. no. This is NFL Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League, and we're like Eric Cartman. We do what we want. Come on. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We're talking Game Changers presented by Bose. All right, let's take a look at some quarterbacks that have lower than expected average draft position and determine whether they could be game changers for your fantasy team. Uh, Let's start with you, Fabs. I know you're big on Matt Ryan this year. Because of where you can get him. Right. Uh, At this point, Matt Ryan's ADP, it, it means he could be a big, big value. People forget, two years ago, he finished with six fewer fantasy points than Peyton Manning. Hello. Okay, so if you can get Matt Ryan in the eighth round or the ninth round, somewhere in that area, that fits my strategy perfectly of waiting on a quarterback and loading up on running backs and wide receivers early. Ben Roethlisberger is a for- forgotten quarterback in fantasy circles, but you're not forgetting about him off are you? Uh, no, I'm never going to f- forget about Big Ben. When you look at the productivity he had last season, 28 touchdowns last year, uh, still has a big arm, can sling it. And then he has Antonio Brown, who everybody for some reason tend to underestimate. He's a top five wide receiver when you look at his talent, top 10. Uh, but the the weapons around him, Le'Veon Bell, these guys, mm-hmm. if you can get him in the 13th round, are you kidding me? And for some reason you missed out on one of your good quarterbacks, 
you still have a very solid guy. Remember his fantasy numbers, he's finished number 12. He's still a low-end number one guy. A secret weapon for me, and I've been big on this guy all offseason. Dre Archer. Dump Dre it Archer. off to him and let him yeah. run. Oh, let him get in space. Oh, he's your friend. I like it. All right. The, <laughs> the guy that I, I like in terms of a quarterback value, Russell Wilson. I've done about maybe five or six or seven drafts now. I'm watching Russell Wilson sometimes not get drafted. To me, a guy, and Fabs, I know you can attest to this, a guy who can run has inherent value in fantasy. And this is a guy that maybe they don't have designed run plays for him, but he's got timely running, and we know he's going to rack up at least a few hundred yards rushing, maybe a couple, uh, a, f- a few rushing touchdowns as well. This is a guy to me that uh, you, you got to at least take a flyer on this guy late in rounds. And uh, and for me, I think this guy can absolutely be a game changer. If you're taking Fabs' strategy and waiting on quarterback, I love this guy in the double-digit rounds. Mr. Adam Rank, yep. how about for yourself? Phillip Rivers is a guy I absolutely like. If you look at the last couple of years for Phillip Rivers, he's been pretty great. He's put up consistent numbers. He's thrown a lot of touchdowns. And I like what Mike McCoy is doing with that offense. Now he's got a couple of weapons to work with. Keenan Allen has been a revelation, a first-round talent who fell to the third round for them last year. How about Ladarius Green? Laddie Green is also pretty great. Laddie Green. Green. You can your nicknames. And, and Antonio <laughs> Gates is still balling out, too. So they've, no got a lot of, they've got a lot of weapons there. they got great receivers out of the backfield. Ryan Matthews had a nice touchdown reception against the 49ers the other day. Of course, it was called back, but it showed he trusts them in that game. And you also have Danny Woodhead. So there's a lot of guys going around. This is going to be a huge year for Phillip Rivers. And if I miss out on one of the big three, and I hope that I don't, Phillip Rivers is somebody I can feel confident with going back later you, on. You and I share that same thing. I do not want to miss out on one of the big three. So don't you guys, don't you. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to worry about don't me, you, my friend. Don't you try it. No, no, no. I'm yeah. sitting there second round. I'm taking Peyton But I got Manny. Big Sorry. Ben to fall back on. He's my fallback guy. I like it. All right, that was Game Changers presented by Bose. All right, and coming up next, we're crowning winners and losers of the preseason. Who made like Super Mario and jumped up the fantasy rankings and whose value took the biggest hit? We're going to discuss coming up next. Think you can't live without your phone? Wait until you download the new NFL.com Fantasy Football app. Live draft from anywhere and watch in-game video highlights on the go. NFL.com makes fantasy football better for everyone. Download for free at NFL.com slash fantasy app. We're back for a little more on NFL Fantasy Live. The last week of the preseason starts on Thursday. We probably won't be seeing the major fantasy players then. So let's go through the winners and the losers. Please, no angry tweets from all of you here. (laughs) And we start with the winners. I get to do the positive. Sorry, James. Adam, why were you impressed with Doug Martin this weekend? Well, it looks like he's wrapped up that number one starter position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it looks like with Jeff Tedford, He's really going to go and lean on this guy. If you look back at his history at Cal, he really likes to go with one guy. James, I know you talked about this. You talked about him in the in the preseason. But this looks like a situation where Doug Martin is going to be that guy. And now he's starting to be in that conversation as an RB1. Yeah. So I really like what's Get going some. on there. Fabs, it looks like Justin Hunter will be a focal part of this offense here. Well, people have learned the name Justin Hunter because of the preseason. He's looked very good in that one game. He had 111 yards, two touchdowns. And he's kind of that second-year wide receiver breakout candidate. We saw five second-year wide receivers go for 1,000 yards last season. I still think Kendall Wright's the best wide receiver in Tennessee from a fantasy perspective, but people know Hunter's name now. He's on the radar. He's worth a late-run pick. 
Uh, one bright spot, Akbar, on the New York football giants, Rashad Jennings. He looked pretty darn good in their dress rehearsal. He, yeah, he looked very good in their dress rehearsal. And the reason why is because Ben McAdoo's putting the ball in his hand, and then you're seeing him having this explosive touch to him. He's lighter, he's stronger, he's faster. But here's the thing. You know, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he didn't really get a chance to shine there. When he did, he popped up. For the Oakland Raiders, he popped up when he had his opportunity. Now that he's with the New York Giants, he's going to be that number one guy. He's going to be holding that rock. Let me get this rock. Let me <laughs> get this rock. Let me get, get this rock. Oh, we already have one. Rashad Jennings, he's going to be holding on to that Yeah, ball. it's crazy with Rashad Jennings. He's done it at every destination. It looks like he may do it again with the Giants. All right, how about the big-time losers of the preseason? I know, I'm negative, Nancy, here. Fabs, we're going to start with you. Actually, how about I You're kick it off? You're negative, Nelly. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, Bishop Sankey, to me, did not impress. I, I thought he didn't look very explosive. We talked about him potentially being a three-down back. I thought he looked a little shaky in pass pro as well. Fabs, what were your takeaways? No, I, I wish I was more impressed with him, but remember that at the beginning of last year, Zach Stacy wasn't a starter either. Good call. And Sean Green's 29, coming off a knee surgery. He has passed his prime. At some point, I promise you, Bishop Sankey will be your starting running back in Tennessee. A lot of running backs here. Off ball. How about Trent Richardson? Look, there's no better way to say this, that he was horrible, was despicable. Oh I thought that Trent Richardson was going to have more. I thought Pep Hamilton in this offense despicable. was going to show everything that Trent Richardson could be. He didn't show it to me during the preseason. I'm hoping that during the, pre, uh, during the regular season, he turns it on. Come on, Trent. We need you. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Adam Rank, very right. quickly, uh, Terrence West, yeah. you've been on the hype train. I'll wear that it, one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. But again, going back to this, a lot of these running backs, they come out and they don't start the season okay. as the number one. They end the season at the number one. Okay. Mm. That's what we're looking for here. Trent, Rich or Trent Richardson. Uh, Terrence, Terrence West. West. Terrence West. <laughs> now, I want to bash Trent Richardson some more. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. There it is. I like it. And we're finishing strong. Tuesday on NFL Fantasy Live, we're finishing the NFC West Fantasy two-a-days with the Super Bowl champions Seattle Seahawks and the St. Louis Rams. We'll even dive into the players with the best and worst road schedules. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.